Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. Another striking feature about my birth was its momentous timeline. I arrived four months after Nigeria's first ever military coup, two months before the counter coup, and less than a year before the civil war broke out. Follow the intriguing chronicles of a great man, in his own words, in the grip of grace. A book by I.D. Enang. Available online on Amazon, Roving Heights, and www.navigatewithid.com. Also available at Guided Streams bookstores. In the grip of grace by I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with ID. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm grateful to God for the gift of life. And to as many of you that have reached out, I'm grateful to you for your comments. And to those that essentially we've run into each other at different spots and you're able to identify yourselves as listeners of this program, I do not want to embarrass some of you by reading out your names but I'm deeply grateful. I'm also grateful because it's good to be able to share. It's good also to be able to learn from others. At the same time, it makes it a lot more exciting and rejuvenating when you find people being able to reach out to you to tell you, this program has helped me in this way, in that way. And what shocked me the most is that most of you are telling me that you are silent listeners. Stop being silent, friends. Come out in the open. How do you come out in the open? Send me a note. It's really encouraging. Don't wait for that time when probably at a public function when I come in to speak or do something and then I get the identification uh, clause from you that this program is doing so much for you. Just pen it down and I'll be very happy to you know, share with you at any point in time. The reason I said so is because we've been looking at building a legacy. And today I'm taking a path which is very interesting and would be to many. We're in a, a season where a lot of people will be job hunting. We are also in a season where there will be a lot of career changes. And so the question is whether it's job hunting or career seeking, it's going to form in a question, what path do I take? Or I'll put it back to you to say, what path? can you take? And so to these distinguished audience who currently are looking for some job assignment or career change, this program is for you. And hopefully down the road, as we continue with our series and building a legacy, I hope you understand that your career is also a very critical part in also making your legacy peak. There are so very many parts you can take, friends. And it means that you must have a position where you are now. The different parts I am going to try to outline. And I'm also going to lean on my experience and also lean on several books that I may have read. But I tell you quite honestly, yes, I may have read books. I may have taken some excerpts. But a lot of that has to really do with my experience. And I think this time around, it would also help. I'm actually nursing the idea 
of rejuvenating tribes in a way and manner that would allow us really focus more on job hunters and career changers. Because I notice a lot of people are at crossroads. Most of the questions I'm getting are really for job hunting, but more about career change. And that's an interesting dynamic. So work with me as we go on this pathway. And as we do, we're going to be asking ourselves several questions. And if you do have any questions to ask, please do me a favor. Just drop a line, contact at navigatewithid.com. But if you feel very strongly, just go to the website, navigatewithid.com and drop your comments. And definitely I'll be able to you know, pick it up from there. Here and now, as we are talking about job hunting and career changes, I want to come through with a practical manual for you. And this practical manual will be hints of sorts. And at some point, I'm going to have one of my very distinguished friends and buddies come in to share his own thoughts. He's an amazing uh, specialist, HR specialist. He'll join us one of these days as he shares his own pathway in building a legacy and what the career path can do. So this is more or less uh, providing some form of segue. So what are these many parts that you can take? Now, I take it that the first one is staying at your present organization. At your present organization, you can actually choose to do several things. Now, you would understand that in putting this in a very picturist form, let me try and put it like a picture and then play with your imagination. Just think about when you're walking into a resort and at that resort, there is a gate. And in that gate, you'll see a big sign that says your next step. So here you are, you're coming from an outer court. You want to go into a certain maze. And this maze has all kinds of pathway, career, and even job. So here you are, you're carrying your rucksack. You're about to move into a new place. You're thinking in your head, you need a new job. You're thinking in your head, you need to switch your career. And in such a place, you might be at a crossroad. You might be at a crossroad because you'll be saying to yourself, Am I going to stay where I live now? Am I going to stay here permanently? Or do I need to move to a new place? But at that point, when you're saying to yourself, I need to move, many times when people want to switch their jobs or change careers, they actually go subliminal. They become submarines. And why are they submarines? They become submarines because they'll be job hunting underneath the water. They'll drop their CVs here and there. They'll make pronouncements here and there. But in the real sense, they are still unsure. Those that are ready and itching to move are the ones that would take the bull by the horns. So if I take all of you together, whether you are staying where you are, you want to leave there and you want to be a submarine or you want to move to a new place, let's enter this new facet that will give us some very good lease of life. 
If you're just joining, we are talking about job hunting and career changing. What practical steps need to be taken, given the paths you can take? So work with me as we get into this resort. The sign on the resort says your next step. As you get into the resort, there are two big signs or boards that are ahead of you. One sign says continuing in your present career, and that is to your left. And there's another sign that says starting a new career to your right. That is a crossroad, friends. Which one would you take? Where would you like to hoist your flag? So let me look at it from the standpoint of you, imaginary fella, you want to continue in your present career, especially if you are someone who has worked for a few years. And you know, career changes means it's about shifting gears and experiences. Um, what are the three paths that are open to you if you choose to continue in your present career? Number one, staying at your present organization. That is a path for you. If you choose to continue in your present career, you could opt to stay at your present organization. But that stay is very, very, very critical because if you are not motivated and you go ahead and stay at your present organization, you will become unproductive. And when you become unproductive, you will not provide yourself a good sense of delivery. What do I mean? By the time you are not happy with where you are, by the time you're not able to produce the very best of you, the appraisal system will find a way to chuck you out. And all they need to do is to give you poor grades and no salary increase. And in no time, you will become so demotivated that you'll be ready to take the next boss out. But that is just one leg of it. The second part, that you can choose to take if you want to continue in your present career is to keep the same career, but in a new place. So for example, if you're a marketer, let me go to my immediate family, marketing. If you are a marketer, you can choose to be a marketer and continue in your present organization. So let's pack that as one option. The second option is that you can be on the same pathway, but in a new place. For example, once upon a time, whilst in my early marketing days, I worked as a brand manager at Guinness. And so when the time came when I needed to make that switch, the switch for me was because I wanted to see myself within an international workplace. That is not to say that Guinness did not have it, but looking at my career and the trajectory, because in those days you needed to go to London, now Guinness bring worldwide office. That's where you would always go for secondment. And we never had the opportunity of having so many people going at the same time. So it had to be like turn by turn. When I evaluated it and said to myself, if you are going to wait for your turn, it might take you a turn of a century. Not so long as 25 years. No, 100 years. No, that's not what I mean. It's going to take you some time. But the best way for me out was to continue the same career, but in a new place. And there came Coca-Cola. So in terms of even the organization that I needed to go move 
same career, new place. It had to be an organization that had the same trappings at where I was. So Coca-Cola in itself, as great and as international as it is, had to give me that bench of what I required. And so when I left Guinness, that year that I left Guinness, as fate would have it, just 12 months or thereabout after, I was on international assignment. So you can see that there are several paths you can take, but it has to come from a perspective of you understanding what you need for yourself. Remember, this junction that we have had two signboards. One signboard said, continuing in your present career. Remember, coming into the maze. The second signboard says, starting a new career. So we are on the path of continuing in your present career. So you can actually continue the same career like I did in marketing, but I moved on to Coca-Cola from Guinness. The third path that is open to you if you want to continue your present career is to do some form of temp work. What do I mean? Could be a short-term assignment. You could choose, you know, to take a short-term assignment. So for example, you are in marketing and then you want to switch to sales. I mean, selling is a different thing entirely. Takes you through a different gamut. You can actually take a short-term assignment to go work as a salesperson in same organization, but in a different capacity. So you are still continuing in that same career of sales and marketing, but you've moved the discipline from core marketing, which is about consumer marketing, to working in a different context. When you get into sales, you are not dealing with the consumer, you are dealing with the customer. So customer marketing brings you into a different world entirely. And that is one career path you might choose to go with. So continuing in your present career has three different paths that you can take primarily. One is staying at your present organization and maintaining what you're doing, status quo. Two, moving into a new place that is getting a new job, but the same career, staying in the same career. And three, doing what I call a short-term assignment work or temp work because you want to gain a lot more experience to refresh or to rejuvenate your skills and capability. These are very, very important aspects, especially given the context of what we are talking about. So friends, we're talking about job hunting and career changes. What kind of practical solutions do we have or what practical options do we have or the many paths that you can take. Now, let me swing into a different gear entirely. This gear is the other sign that we had. That sign has the inscription. The inscription is starting a new career. So you've come into the maze. You remember we talked about this resort. This resort is where all the parts exist. There's a sign to your left, continuing your present career. We've dealt with that. Now we want to go to the right. Per adventure, you are one of those that really want to start a new career. There are several paths you will take. The first thing is making that decision that you want to start a new career. And so as you go on that journey, you're going to find yourself feeling like you're going down a slope because you're not sure. Your brakes. No, must be extremely functional because you don't want to crash. 
here you are going to be very, very, very careful because it could be a slippery slope. But there are several more options for you to work, but it could be a slippery slope. This is the one that brings a lot of challenges for people. Many of you listening to me right now are probably in that same type of valley. You want to move. You want to leave where you are. You want to move into some other space. You're just wondering, how do I go about this? Or you are job hunting. You want a new job. So this bucket is a big one. And so just work with me as we go down this slope. As you're going down this slope, just imagine for a second that you're going to get to a place where you have multiple roads, multiple pathways. But in doing this, there is a place for you, given the current nature of work, to ask yourself some very pertinent questions. Number one, do you want to work for someone else or you want to work for yourself? Starting a new career involves you asking yourself a very grave question. Do you want to work for someone else continually or you want to work for yourself? Many people today are conflicted. They want to work for someone else but in the process of working for someone else, they want to have a side hustle. And so to a large extent, they don't give their all. And so that comes with its own dynamic or conflict. That conflict, if not well resolved, can actually put you in a very poor or bad state. The other options that you need to ask yourself, very pertinent question. Do you want to go back to school for legitimate retraining? That is, you feel that you are not good enough for the type of assignment or job you'd like to take on. You see many young people today, or even those that are older, going back you know, for legitimate retraining. They're taking on courses. Some are going for their master's. But are you going taking that master's program to retool yourself to prepare yourself or you are taking it to fulfill the minimum requirement for working in that particular organization of choice, which may not necessarily come to you. Is that risk worth taking or you are going to enhance your full capacity? Is there another opportunity or way you can go about this? For example, doing voluntary work or an internship. So rather than going back to school, to spend 18 months, and for most of you that like to go abroad, you want to go abroad because abroad is where it is broad. And thank God for these days you have online training, but some still want to stick out in these major institutions, which is okay and it's very good. But then why are you going back to school? So you can have some legitimate retooling or retraining. If the 18 months or 12 to 18 months is too much of a tall order. And if you're not very sure of being accepted after this period, if you then approach this organization and you spend another year or two trying to get in, you might get frustrated at the end of the day. So 
why not pick up the skill by doing some voluntary work in the same area or sphere that you look at as what you want to do as an intern, and then you can pick up some of that experience, and then you can approach the junction. That junction is where the two signs will confront you. Are you prepared to continue working for someone else, or you want to work for yourself? This can either work for those job hunting, or it can also be a position for those that are looking at making career changes. So let us assume you agree and decide that you want to continue working for someone else. This is starting a new career, but I want to work for someone else. As you go down that pathway, going through that pathway, there are two things that will present themselves to you. Do you want to work part-time? Do you want part-time work? Or do you want full-time work? What do I mean by part-time work and full-time work? You are a young lady or a gentleman. You need to pay your bills. You need to take care of your bills. You are not staying with your parents. And so you are mandated to take care of your bills. It is a mandatory. And so you need a job that allows you to earn some income at the same time, continue schooling. Or you need a job that allows you some spare time where you can pick up some other assignment, maybe a double. So what that part-time work means is that you are able to continue in, in your normal trend or capacity, but then doing something on the side because you're working for someone, you're able to negotiate or the job itself says you only do say six hours, four to six hours. And then what are you going to do with the other four hours? You now decide that the four hours, you're going to apply a certain skill you have to get yourself in another space. You can then also choose to go full-time. Full-time means a nine-to-five. Part-time means you do half of nine-to-five, give some to this person, give the other to the other employer. Those are the parts that are open to you. But it's also a function of the industry and the skill that you have. The only set of guys that today can make that work are experts or professionals. So for example, I can have a locum as a lawyer or as a doctor in one hospital. And I could give them four hours of my time. Remember, I've gone back to school for retooling. I've gone back to school for legitimate retraining. And so now I'm a qualified surgeon. I can book my hours and time with Hospital A and I'll spend four hours in Hospital A and I'll spend another four hours in Hospital B and then I could consult with Hospital C. So this is how you share the pie. But in sharing that pie, you're still working for someone else. So a doctor or professional, whether doctor, marketer, lawyer, engineer, with the requisite skills and capability can actually structure a part-time work to suit him. In like manner, a young student, a young student, someone in the university or polytechnic, you can actually start a career while still in school. What do I mean? You are going through school 
but you are able to fashion some part-time work for yourself. For example, maybe you work for an ice cream parlor and they need you at the peak hours of six to about nine. And you know your lectures run between the hours of eight and three. Nothing stops you from working from five or six till about nine. You earn some good income. That is the part-time work. But what you are doing, you're picking up a career in hospitality. So we don't really sit down to you know, chart this kind of course because there's so many possibilities. There are many of us that are currently saying that we are not satisfied with where we are, but we are not willing to take on new opportunities. But taking on new opportunities requires you to do things differently. But many people are stuck with the nine to five mentality and yet they are dreaming big. You cannot run on a full tank and expect that the tank will remain full all the time. No, at some point you need to refill. And that is what I'm asking you to do now, to do some rethinking and refueling, which is the essence of what we're doing because at the end, we want you to be able to build a legacy. Building a legacy requires you to take the right steps one at a time and over a period, they begin to make sense to you. Whether you like it, whether you don't like it, in the fullness of time, the results will always show. Let us go back to our beautiful garden or maze where we are having this pathway of starting a new career. Remember, in the last couple of minutes, we took the sign from working for someone else. And I did say to you, there are two pathways there, part-time work or full-time work. We've had the discussions around the part-time work, but the full-time work is very clear that working for someone else, you look for another job, and then you do the same nine to five. But it's a new career. It could be a career in a different discipline. You may have gone to do some voluntary work or internship to pick up some innate skills or latent skills to brush them up. Or you may go back to school for legitimate retraining. And that in itself, with the recertification or certification, you are now prepared to take on the full-time work. All of that parries itself to one segment called working for someone else. Now, there is another pathway. Remember, it's a junction. It's a crossroad. Working for someone else on your left, that's where the sign goes, or working for yourself. This is a tricky one. It's a tricky one because it requires a lot of willpower. There are very many people today who perceive in their heart that they want to work for themselves, but they are not prepared. When I get back from this break, you and I will step into it and we'll look at how several things can be done in working for yourself and the path or pathways that you can take and those that are open to you. Don't go away. It's Navigate with ID. And we're talking about job hunting or career changes. We'll be right back. This is Navigate with ID. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. My grandfather had a great impact on me growing up. He knew how to bring out the fun part of me. With him, laughter was natural and spontaneous. I had the deepest feeling of love, tenderness, and unimaginable happiness whenever I was around. He would call me 
Kurum. Read the twists, turns, ups, downs, and turnarounds of a man whose remarkable life has touched many. I.D. Anang brings you his first book, In the Grip of Grace, available online at Roving Heights, Amazon, and www.navigatewithid.com. Also available at Guided Streams bookstores. This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back, my dear friends. And just in case you're joining us, I bid you welcome. It's Navigate with ID. We're looking at um, a very interesting topic, which has to do with job hunting and career changes. Um, This is more like giving some practical tips um, for those who at this point in time are job hunting or some people want to make career changes. Um, I started the series or the conversation by, you know, placing folks in a certain space of their minds. And that is walking through a particular pathway that says you want to start a new career. It could come as a job hunt. It could also be a career change. There are two signs as you walk down this pathway. One, do you want to work for someone else or do you want to work for yourself? We've adequately dealt with working for someone else in the first half of the program. Now we want to look at working for yourself. Friends, do you know that entrepreneurship is a career on its own? Many people do not understand. Some just think that buying and selling, because they are trading, much as that you can call that a career in business, you had started something. But working for yourself requires a lot more in this age and time. And so there are three major paths that you can take. Three major. I'm not saying that there are not many paths, but from my experience and given today's reckoning, there are three major paths you can take. Number one, you can work for yourself and work from home or working at home. Working at home or working from home requires a certain mentality and mindset. If you are going to be working from home, it means that, A, you have the skill, ability that people would always want. And so you have your, call it your home office, and you can reach out to them given the nature of your business. You can be a manufacturer, You can be a producer. You can be a strategic thinker. You can be a consultant. All of these occupations can actually happen with you working from home. So it's called the home office. So you have a suite to yourself or you have a dedicated room or you have a dedicated office space where you work from home. It's actually a lot cheaper, but it also has a lot of underlying request for you to be disciplined. You know, the best I could ever think of was once upon a time when we came back, you know, from Kenya and um, my wife is a doctor and she has a a clinic and she needed to operate from home. So we built um, the eye clinic. We had a space for her there. We're living in some nice space area. So it was good to, we could carve out a part of that for her, you know, to work as our clinic. What was interesting was a measure of discipline that even I speaking to you today, I wouldn't have had. 
She will go through our chores in the morning, get our son ready for school. He will get himself in the car. It's either she drops him or I drop him. Whichever way, school run happens and she comes back, gets into our office, and that's it. That office was the clinic. And she doesn't come at any point in time into the main building of the house. Some days, including weekends when she has to work, she dresses up, comes all the way down and gets into our office. Working from home requires not just a tired discipline, a lot of discipline. Discipline in terms of you understanding that you need to wake up. Discipline that you need to understand that the resources that you are currently enjoying, you must account for it. For example, much as the space there was off rent, meaning that she didn't have to pay rent, she had to book that cost in into the running of our business because she must be able to estimate at the end of the day what our operating expense or operating cost would be. But many of us work from home. You enjoy free power, free water, free food, free um, stationery, all because I'm working from home. Oh, dad has his store. Mom has everything here so I can have it. The day you decide to step out and take your business to another place, day one, you start suffering. Why? The costs will hit you. And then the business goes south. So working for yourself has three pathways. I've just talked about one, working from home. You may also decide that you want to work at home. Working at home, in this case, means that you have a facility there where people come. That could be your industry. That could be your factory. Your home could be your factory. What do I mean? If you are someone that is into upholstery or you are into carpentry, or you are into making stuff. You can actually have a certain segment of your home where you have your factory, quote unquote, in there. You're working at home and your customers will have to come home. Now, the danger here you must also consider in this time is that you're opening the doors of your home to anybody and everybody to have a peep. And so, in doing that, you must make sure you live in a secure neighborhood. You can't afford to have any Jack Rag and Tom Straw just walk in, all because they are customers. You don't know who your customer is until after the person has transacted. Even after they've transacted, you don't really know the person. So there are too many people with warped minds these days. They come in in one guise as good people, and in no time, the true colors will come through and you actually see that you entertain the parachute in your home. A parachute with many colors. And God forbid that you get into that. So if you're about to switch careers and work from home and work for yourself, I, may, I beg your pardon, then you want to work at home or work from home, you must understand that you need to think through this process well enough and not just jump into it. Many young people today are enjoying the largesse of working home. I'm not talking about those that are working for companies. Remember, we have discussed working for someone else, and we had two legs, part-time work, full-time work. That segment is closed. This segment is talking about working for yourself. And the very first path is working at home 
or working from home. So it takes a lot of diligence and dexterity to work from home. It also takes a high measure of sensitivity, understanding, and strategic thinking to work at home because you must be able to understand the nature of your buyers, your customers, and even the entire ecosystem that you are meant to service. So if you are a service-related person, you must know that working at home is not a problem. I've seen people convert their homes to garages. And um, you have, you know, those days when things were really tough, especially COVID times, you had mechanical engineers. Some of, one or two of my friends who are mechanical engineers had opened, you know, had their garages right from this particular period. Why? People could bring their cars home. And then they started working on cars from their homes. The challenge is that in no time, you'll become a nuisance with your neighbors complaining. Why? Because cars will now start parking on the highway whilst you can only take maybe one or two cars at a time inside the compound. You become a liter of salt and your neighbors will start complaining. So if you don't think through most of these things, friends, you can just jump and say, from tomorrow, I'm going to work for myself. You don't want to abuse the privilege of working at home or working from home. I hope this, in a way, sets you thinking differently, but it is huge opportunity. It's a huge opportunity. It is a huge space that everyone could start as a point of leverage, either working from home or working at home. The second path you can take when you're working for yourself is just having one career. One career. What is one career? Working for yourself. Look at our guys in entertainment. We call them comedians. That's one career. It's one career that has several legs that can come into it. You go on stage, mic on, you make people laugh a lot. But at the same time, you can serve as a compare at the wedding, at a social function. You can be invited to a corporate dinner. That's how the likes of my friend Ali, that's one career, but a one career with multiple strands that will come through it. In like manner, if you are part of a string of understanding what one career is, say marketing, and then you are a top-rate marketer, a digital marketer, being a digital marketer assumes that you are a well-rounded marketer, a consumer marketer. You can function in any space. If your clients have PR issues, you can deliver. If your clients have customer retention issues, you can deliver. If your client has velocity issues, you can deliver. How? You will provide the framework on which they can interact with their customers. And all you did, working for yourself, was to pick one career. And that one career was either in acting in entertainment or in marketing. Each of these have strands. And so your inability to explore the strands in it is your problem, not another's. So you need to optimally think through whenever you're working for yourself, you must continually reinvent yourself, reinvent the wheel, because whatever you are holding is not static. It must gain stature. 
you find a lot of people get very uncomfortable. So let me use a practical example. Do you remember yellow cabs? Okay, I'm talking to Lagosians largely here. In Lagos, once upon a time, you had the yellow cabs all over the place. They are back now. But the yellow cabs will always meet you on the streets. And then you, they'll honk. And then they park. You negotiate. Oh, Yaba, CMS. And you give a price. You haggle. And you agree at the price. And you hop in. It drops you. After a while, we started having some new intros. We call them Kabu Kabu. They were not yellow cabs. Because of the sign of the times, some people on the stretch to work, while going to work, they will choose to opt into another career, work for themselves. They will turn their cars into Kabu Kabu. That's how Kabu Kabu came to mean. So you're going to work and you're going to pass through CMS. And you pass through a bus stop and you pick four passengers. At least you are guaranteed that if you do that four times a week, to and fro, you are able to service and maintain your car. Now, what am I saying? When we are working for yourself, every step you take, if you do not innovate, you cannot get rejuvenated. So even if you are decided to choose one pathway, like you had with the yellow cabs, many of the yellow cabs continued that way. They never wanted to do any other thing. Kabu Kabus came. They wrestled themselves, found a way of unionizing or by association. They found a way to ease them out. You see the way they struggle at the airport for passengers, car hire versus non-car hire, registered versus non-registered. That's one career. Those guys have no other option because they've not thought through. And here comes Mr. Uber or Bolt. These guys come in and all of a sudden, these guys that are working for themselves with one career pathway are almost getting into extinction. And they are fighting tooth and nail to become relevant. And all it takes is because they never, at any point in time, chose to innovate. So here, if you choose one career, it's either you innovate or the career will die at some point. Working for yourself can be very, very interesting, but it can also be a death trap. That that same career will not blossom simply because you are not in a space of thinking or innovating. So what is the third path that you can take if you want to work for yourself? Here, we're going to talk about a composite career. Remember, I gave you a sense of one career. Here is about a composite career. It's about two, three, or more part-time careers. You're wondering, how is this going to be possible? It's very possible. I'm going to give you an example. And this is what I've said to some of my young friends who I'm currently um, sitting with and mentoring. Few of them are entrepreneurs. And what I've said to all of them, they need to begin to look at a composite career thinking. And they said to me, how? And I give an example. And is that example I want to give to you? I said, do you realize that you can be running your own business in several ways. Social media has afforded opportunities to optimize. So you go register a business name. So the business name is Corporate Shepherds Ventures. 
Now, under corporate shepherds, there are several things that you can do. Just by looking at the word shepherd, it's about shepherding. How do I get into the career of shepherding? It's a composite career. I can choose to take it in different ways. So teaching is a career path. That's one. All right? Consulting is another path. That's two. And the third one is actually planning and organizing is the third one. What do I mean? I can actually opt to give up space to young people to rent a space in my company or in my office so they can use as their own, call it offices. Now, what you've gone into is some form of real estate. You have stepped into real estate and you've started rentals, office rentals. Office rentals can morph into a bigger space. You can now decide to take a bigger building. And before you know it, you'll find that this building has been out there for so long and the sign has been there to let. It's been to let for one year. Just walk over to the owner and negotiate, rent the apartment. And then with the skill that you've learned from letting out your small office, you then move that business there. You've just gone into a different space of business or career. Then don't forget that teaching is another path or training, and then consulting. A composite career can come just from how you've structured and enabled your business. So working for yourself means you can do more than just one thing. I talked about one career, but I'm talking to you by about a composite career. You can have two, three, or more part-time careers all rolled into you all depending on your capacity, all depending on your ability is the size of hope you carry that will determine the size of the price. If you do not have a huge appetite to do most of these things, friends, don't go on that trajectory because you will crash. But if you do, working for yourself can be fun. Now, in another way, many of us see it from an income standpoint. And so we talk about multiple streams of income. But we never look at those streams as career pinpoints. It could be a career pinpoint. The same way you put a location GPS map. If you follow through and dig through, you could actually find yourself making the best of that, that particular situation. And I know that there are several things that come your way, but very few things actually surround you for you to take one. And so it is very important that as we are talking about job hunting and career changes, and as you look through this whole maze, my dear friends, that you have a different mentality and mindset, knowing fully well that at the end of the day, you want and desire hope. What is the key to finding hope? A lot of experts have discovered over the years what the key is to hope. Hope requires that in every situation, we have at least two alternatives. Now, what does this mean? It is not just one way to describe ourselves, but two ways at least. It is not just one way to hunt for a job, but two ways at least. It is not just one kind of job to hunt for, 
but two kinds of jobs at least. It is not just one size company to go after, but two sizes at least, and so on and so forth. In order for you to have hope while you are out of work or in transit, you have to make sure that in every situation you find yourself, you are not putting all your eggs in just one basket. So in this age and time, you can't afford to put all your eggs in one basket. What I'm talking to you about is having a calculated metrics that allows you to put out one plan, one plan that has multi-dimension. Now, if you have only one plan or just one option, it is a sure recipe for despair because the minute that particular hope or plan doesn't walk through, you get into despair, you get distressed, and some will get into depression. So what is going to enlarge the capacity of your hope? It would only come by reason of how you have elected to visualize and to think about that future you need. So what you just need is that the mindset must be right, the capacity to withhold whatever is coming your way and retain to release is very, very key. Not everybody can receive, at the same time retain, and at the same time release. Not many people can. It takes a man or woman of capacity. So when you have information, see, when your information comes to some people, and if information overload will kill some people, they cannot retain anything. And so they can't even release the information. But to some, they have the capacity to soak in and they will take in a lot more and they can give you the sizes or in bite sizes what they have received. Let me give you a simple example of how not to go with only one plan and one option. And this is something coming out of a study I found in the book. It says, in a study of 100 job hunters who were using only one method to hunt for a job, typically... 51 abandoned their search by the second month. That's more than half of them. You know why? They lost hope. On the other hand, of 100 job hunters who were using two or more different ways of hunting for a job, typically only 31 of them abandoned their search by the second month. That is less than one third of them. Why? The latter kept going because they had hope. And so this truth should always be on your mind. If you are to hold on to hope, whether job hunting or career changing, you must determine to always have at least two alternatives in everything that you are doing while looking for that desired destination. And so if you capture what I'm saying to you, my dear friends, you'll understand that the season we are in, a lot of us are definitely job hunting. A lot of us may also be in this spectrum of career changes, but it's important that we have the right tools and the right mindset to take ourselves on that journey. Let me just do something. I call it a tip for the road. I'm just going to fashion out a list of job-finding alternatives 
that you may consider, given that I've said that if you're looking to change jobs, if you're looking to switch, you must have at least two alternatives because one alternative, one plan, one option can be a sure recipe for despair. And so what I'm going to say or the list of what I'll reel out will probably be something you know of, but just for the sake of completeness, I'm going to put them out there. These are alternative options for you. You may have considered or you may not have considered, but please take this as a bucket list from ID to you, with love from ID to you, because I know that your best days are still ahead. We're going to go on this journey of taking this phase very seriously because I know this is a season where people are about making some key decisions. So what is the first job-finding alternative? Self-inventory. What do I say? Self-inventory. You must do a thorough self-inventory of the transferable skills and knowledge that you most enjoy using. So you can define to yourself just exactly what it is you have to offer the world and exactly what job you would most like to find. Many times, people don't do this. There isn't a self-inventory. And without a self-inventory, you know what I'll hear you say? I need a job. In what area? Anything. And whenever anybody tells me, anyone, anyone, child, I just need a job. I just walk on because such a person has not taken any inventory of themselves. They are just looking for who to carry the cross and to hang on the person. At the end of the day, their performance will be the zero will be so big that it can take more than 10 cars at the same time. The second place where you can actually have the opportunity of job finding is the internet. I tell you, research has shown that an average of 82% of Americans now go online for an average of 19 hours per week apiece. Now, what do we have to show how many Nigerians go online? I don't know. You see, that's one thing with our country. Data is never available. But if I take the premise of what I've just reeled out to you, the stats I've reeled out to you, and you were to place that within your local habitat. So maybe you come into a place like Nigeria. We may have a huge percentage of people resident in Lagos going online, of which they will spend an average of 19 hours per week apiece. If you are among them, and your goal is to work for someone else, you will use the internet to post your resume and or to look for employers, job postings. LinkedIn has done that for some, but some others, they don't even know what LinkedIn is. But there are areas and there are formats and there are jobs. There are all manner of career builder sites where you can get it. Whether on even social sites too, non-job sites, also have theirs. But all I'm saying to you that you can use the internet to learn how to get yourself a job, how to establish your brand, and how to get the word out to a wider audience as to just what you have to offer. Look at the things that are there. There are niche sites for particular industries. Look for them. There are hot jobs. There are monster. You have LinkUp. There are all manner of things. I've talked about LinkedIn. Even Facebook today, or the immensely popular Craigslist, that's very American. Friends, this is where I'm going to talk 
and Dr. Ashi for today. On Thursday, we'll continue in that light because this season is different. Remember, from an umbrella standpoint, we are looking at how we're building legacy. We're going to look at that important aspect, which is about job hunting and career changes. We'll continue on Thursday by the grace of God. Thank you so much for listening. If you do have any questions, feel free to send a mail to contact at navigatewithid.com or just go to the website navigatewithid.com and send me a note. Thank you for listening and God bless you. Goodbye. Well, ID, let's talk about what it was like, you know, growing up. I mean, today's kids, they dictate essentially what they want to study. It's gone are the days when uh, a parent would say, right, you're going to be a lawyer or you're going to be a doctor. Or, uh, these days, the kids will come up with something and say, this is what we're doing. And as a parent, you'd be wise to just run with it. Tell me what it was like for you growing up. I actually wanted to study theater arts. But my dad looked me straight in the eyes and said, you want to be an Alue or Babasala? Get out of here, my friend. And that was the end of it. Follow the intriguing chronicles of a great man told in his own words in the grip of grace. Available online at Roving Heights, Amazon, and www.navigateswithid.com. Also available at Guided Streams bookstores. In the grip of grace, a book by ID Enang. And that was Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.